0: Hey queens and kings, this is Sharana Reeves and you are listening to These Three Things Podcast. I'm excited about today's episode y'all because Mignon Francois is a whole mood. This sister is a whole mood. For those of you who have entrepreneurial desires, this is the episode for you. If you have been waiting, if you have been second guessing, if you have been thinking you got to get your money right, this is the episode for you. Her story, her testimony, uh, it will nudge you. It will propel you. It will push you. uh, It will enlighten you to moving forward in what your dreams are and what you believe you're being led to do. Uh, in the world of entrepreneurship. Um, The thing that I probably love the most about my conversation with Mignon is her passion for Christ and the fact that she's not afraid to talk about her relationship with Christ, how it has directly been a blessing to her business and what she does at the Cupcake Collection. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But before I share the wonderful, magnificent Mignon Francois with you guys, uh, I got to give a shout out to a couple of kings. Uh, The first king that I'd like to give the shout out to is a longtime friend of mine from my hometown uh, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, a good brother by the name of Alfonso Alexander. I have known, we call him Fonz in Murfreesboro, so I'm going to call him Fonz on the show. Uh, I've known Fonz for a long time, since my high school years. Uh, we have been good friends. He is someone who has mentored me, uh, who has helped me make uh, major career decisions, who's given me insight and advice on various things, uh, and who also made the connect uh, between me and Mignon. And I just want to give a shout-out to you, Fonz. I thank you, my brother. I appreciate <laughs> you looking out for me and uh getting me connected with Mignon because this conversation was everything and then another uh, king that I want to give a shout out to is my spiritual advisor Apostle Terrence Lyons uh Apostle and I also grew up in Murfreesboro Tennessee less than a mile from each other in our Hollis Dilton area he's a Hollis Dilton guy shout out to Apostle Terrence Lyons (laughs) apostle, you know, I have nothing but the, uh, biggest love for you. I thank you for your spiritual guidance. I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for our weekly conversations, uh, that we have that, uh, motivate me, that push me, that guide me. I thank you for your, uh, messages every week that I listen to. And, um, Such profound knowledge and wisdom and guidance in you, Apostle. And I just want to say thank you to those two kings. Give a shout-out to the kings today. It is about the queens most of the time here, but every once in a while, we just got to give a shout-out to our kings because they do hold us up. They connect us. They keep us. They pray for us. So uh, thank you two guys. And then we, of course, have got to give a shout-out to... um, somewhere in the United States of America or the world that is listening to these three things that I just want to say thank you to. And that has to be my home state, Tennessee. (laughs) Tennessee, I just got to give y'all a shout out too because you guys show up for me. You listen to this show. You support me. And what is better than having support from people that know you people that you grew up with uh thank y'all thank y'all for listening thank y'all for tuning in and sharing and telling other people uh in my hometown about the show having them tune in it really means a lot people following on instagram or uh checking out the facebook page or the website i appreciate you tennessee thank you for listening much applause to you my home family So now without further ado, because I know you guys are going to appreciate this episode. And let me just tell y'all, it was a lot of work to get time with Mignon because Mignon is, like I said, a whole mood. So and she's very busy. So the fact that she took out time to talk with me and my listeners and share with my listeners on These Three Things podcast, I just appreciate it on a level that that sister will never understand or know. So thank you, Mignon. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Uh, Her assistant, Tonisha, definitely kept her on time. (laughs) So shout out to Tonisha because she was the timekeeper making sure that we um, kept our time. So let's get into this episode with Mignon Francois on entrepreneurship. Enjoy. for us we can depend
1: there are hearts
0: can trust that we'll find
1: unity
0: you and I and many more these three
1: things that's how we'll be restored so we can rise up move we've got the victory Burn Closed, free of
0: mine, let's go, these three things. Mignon Francois is the founder and CEO of the Cupcake Collection, While crunching numbers and creating the craze are amongst her job requirements, her favorite responsibility within this role are giving hugs, listening, and mentoring her team and other up and coming entrepreneurs who seek after her grassroots experience. Using her follow your spirit approach Mignon developed an iconic flavor that drew lines and attention to the hip nature of her historic Germantown neighborhood that hadn't seen the concept developed prior. Mignon's business savvy has earned her the titles of Woman of Legend and Merit at Tennessee State University, Emerging Business Leader of the Year, and Black Enterprise Magazine Family Business of the Year Award. Prior to her career at the Cupcake Collection, Mignon was a household manager and mother of six plus one. A NOLA girl from the core and diehard charter enthusiast, she lends her talent as a Nashville community cheerleader and entrepreneur to the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation Foundation, Nashville Entrepreneur Center, and to Pathway Women's Business Center as a board member. In her spare time, Mignon enjoys reading, walking the Nashville Greenway, and donut sampling around the country as a self-proclaimed donut aficionado. I mean, someone's got to do it. She's already got the best cake in the country figured out. Mignon Francois, welcome to These Three Things.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy
0: (laughs) to have you here. Uh, As we just talked a little bit before we pushed the record button, uh, I shared with you that everyone who knew about this podcast and what I was doing uh, said, you got to talk to Mignon Francois. You have got to talk to her. So I have been so looking forward to this. I knew season one, I didn't have enough bearings under me to try to have a conversation with you. I'm like, let me just get season one out, make sure I know what I'm doing uh, before I go to her. Um, Oh, wow. But as I've also shared, I've low key stalked you as well. So I just want to jump right in because I have a a lot of questions to ask you, Mignon. I think that as a a black female entrepreneur who has built a business and a brand like the cupcake collection that you have, uh, it's so many of us who want to hear your story, want to hear. Uh, some tools that we can take away from this uh, conversation with you, just about entrepreneurship and your experience, and just some direction as well. So, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, where you're from, and and um, a little bit about home for you?
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: that's humbling. First of all, just to be able to say that you want to hear what I have to say about, you know, entrepreneurship. Um, I think it speaks to the battles that I've won, yeah. um, not because of not on my own, but with God, mm-hmm. you know, guiding and leading me. I think most the whole thing it has been about obedience um, and showing up to the places that I've been sent, knowing that I can't do anything by myself and knowing that it's only in God's pleasure to do within me what he desires to do. My success belongs to him and whatever i have or don't have i always you know it's because of discipline and self-control you know it's like either the lack thereof or the implementation of it right and so i'm grateful to god to um be merciful enough to me to cover over all of my mistakes and make them just be the necessary pieces that I had to go through to get to where I am. I'm from New Orleans. I'm a New Orleans girl, if you can't tell by my name, um, who always knew that I was gonna be famous. I told my mom that I was gonna be famous one day and she asked me what for and I said, I don't know. And she said, well, just be famous, baby. Because I just believe (laughs) that God didn't waste this fabulous name on nobody knowing it. So I need to do my due diligence to make my name great. What I'm learning is as I introduce myself to people, I am not what I do that doesn't make me great. What I do is great because of who I am and who I am is because of whose I am and whose name precedes mine. And that is the I am. So whenever Mm -hmm. I introduce myself as I am Mignon Francois, I'm first acknowledging the God who created me. The I am who said, let them know I sent you. Yeah. That I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. And the I am makes all things possible. As we look at the word I M P O S S I B L E,
1: it's just a contraction
2: that says, I, I am, am
0: possible. Yeah. possible.
2: And so with God all things are possible. And so that has made me believe that there's nothing I can not do. I've talked to one of my team members this morning who said, how do you know, you know, how do you get to the hard stuff? The promise was is that there would be nothing too hard for you that I would send your way. Yes. And anything that I send your way, I'll give you a way of, of escape mm-hmm. if I don't give you a way to, to get through it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the greatest thing that people need to know is that everything that's happening to you is actually happening for you. Yes. Everything that you're supposed to be in order to be successful, I am not. You know, I was a teenage mom. Um, I graduated top of my class from high school, and then was flunking out of my college classes. I mean, I I I was number one in my class, and then went to remedial classes in college. Yeah. You know, and then and, and I had a scholarship, and I was flunking out of my my major courses. Mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, leaving college because I had a baby you know, early. I got married. That marriage lasted for 21 years before it shocked me yeah. and, and dissolved. Right. Yeah. Um. And not that I didn't see the signs or whatever, but I had this idea that you get met married for better or for worse. And who am I to say, no God, this is way too worse. This ain't the kind of worse I signed up for. Right. right? right. And so I was doing that thing and living my life and, you know, all of a sudden, I found myself single. Mm-hmm. So then, I'm a single mom. Mm-hmm. I've been on, I've been on public assistance. I've had welfare and food stamps, um,
0: check, and, check.
2: You know, <laughs> and, and I, I have recovered. You know, everything that God you know, having me. is so, you know, you like the old ladies in church say, what the devil meant for evil, God turned it around and made it good, yes. that all those things had to happen to humble myself yeah. so that I would know what I had to do. And so now I'm just spending my life, um, telling others, trying to be a lighthouse in the community to show them what good business looks like yeah. and to light the path for other entrepreneurs so that they will know what they can do if they believe.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and listening to that, okay. Um, I love the fact. One of the things I love about you, Mignon, just from watching you uh, in other podcast episodes and reading about you, is that you are always transparent about your relationship and your walk with Christ and how Christ has navigated you through some of the things that you just mentioned, like being a young mom and being mm-hmm. then being married for twenty one years and divorcing and then becoming a single mom. Uh, Government assistance, food stamps, the same, I've been there. College educated, uh, had a low point in my life, had to do those exact same things. And so what what I'd love for you to speak to is how you kept the belief through all of that to Mm -hmm. start a business, to believe that okay, through all of this, and kept the courage to believe that, you know, my dreams can still happen in spite of all of these things. Because I think at the point, if I read correctly, when you started the Cupcake Collection, you were, you know, at a point where most people are in the depths of their careers and have spent time in their careers. And you're pivoting and, and starting at later in life. So talk about yeah, I that. I was
1: 33
2: years old. I was 33 years old when the Cupcake Collection happened to me. Okay. Uh, I, if, I, if I could even think that I was smart enough to come up with this, I'm not. You know, uh, but that, you know, I I like to tell people like this, we're arrogant individuals to believe that we come up with anything,
1: Mm -hmm. but
2: we actually work in collaboration with the Lord. My friend Jordan Rayner, who wrote a book called to create, Mm -hmm. um, you know, taught me that concept that god was the first and ultimate entrepreneur Mm -hmm. that he showed us by example what a creation week looks like and so the way we look at our work week around a cupcake collection is it's our creation week so at the end of the week you're not bogged down by what happened in the week you're looking forward to what did i create what did i accomplish and you sit back on that seventh day and you rest from it and you look back and you say that was good. Yeah. And what I love most about the creation is when God put his product out, he upgraded it when he made a woman. Mm. And so
1: I just love
2: that. I he love said, that Wait a yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't go back and I'm going to upgrade my yeah. creation. I'm going to add something mm. else to it. And so we have to know that there's going to be other iterations of our plan. Yeah.
1: So you
2: know, that just the first thing we come out with might not be the ultimate and the end that it's gonna grow and it's gonna become other things and sometimes it becomes more than what you ever thought that it would be. But I God desires to to collaborate with us that He put this desire, this purpose on the inside of you Mm -hmm. so this is what he called you this this is what he called me I was calling myself a surgeon Mm -hmm. I was calling myself a future doctor but God called me an entrepreneur he called me a producer he called me a baker he called me an influencer of others who would also create from nothing Mm -hmm. in in collaboration with him that he placed this on the inside of me and then when I take it because I have free will to do whatever I want to do with it but when I take it what he's put on the inside, I mean, I make it into something, then together we have created. And what I love about it is, is that he put his individual one-of-a-kind stamp on each thing that he created, mm-hmm. and that's our fingerprints. So when you take those fingerprints and you place them to work on something else, then then he then has put a special stamp in his signature mark on what y'all made together.
1: Yeah. And
2: there's a shirt I like to wear that says creator across the front of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever I have my creator shirt, well, um, my manager here says, oh, girl, when you put that creator shirt on, <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen okay. today. It's like me and God, God, what are we going to do? I like to give the example of uh, going to an all-white party. It's like If I had an all-white party and I told everybody to come to the all-white party, and wearing all white. Mm-hmm. And when you get to my all white party and you don't have all white on, you are not getting into my all white party, so just be ready. But I call you on the phone and I say, Look, I need you to wear orange. Don't tell nobody else mm-hmm. something special's gonna happen, but you just wear orange and you stand on the line and you come there and you be on time. Mm-hmm. You get to the line, everybody like, Girl, you better go home. Mm-hmm she is not letting you this party. Have you not been to this party before? Do you not know she's going to not let you in? But what you what they don't know is that you've already had a conversation with the with the creator yeah. yep. of the party who told you to show up like yes. you showed up. Yep. So it's no longer your responsibility to get into the party. Yes. 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 <laughs> creator's responsibility to make sure you get in so i might have told the bouncer when you see the girl in orange this is what i'm gonna have to do what i need for you to do and it's my responsibility as the creator to make sure you get in and that's what our creator does yeah when we show up to do the things that he's placed on the inside of us and put life behind it Mm -hmm. and take the charge to be and do what he's called us to do he is responsible for the outcome he's responsible to make sure that the bouncer lets you into that party right and so if we would know that these ideas are not our own we would handle them differently we would know that God is responsible for the outcome all I have to do is work like it depends on on me and I'm going to pray like it depends on God. yeah and that's that's the difference
0: yeah so let me ask you this do you come from an entrepreneurial family like oh nope.
2: no Did no yeah. well I would say that I came from a creative family okay. both of my parents are creators they both worked for the same company for 35 years even my stepmom um you know who's been in my life since I was five years old mm-hmm. worked for the same company for 35 years so I came from a family where you got a job and you climbed the corporate ladder and you saved. My mother started out at her company as a secretary and retired as an as as an executive. Wow, yeah. so you know like that that's you know the kind of um fabric I came from yeah. they They were definitely producers. They also always had a side thing that they were doing, like my dad always did contractor work and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we ever saw that as being an entrepreneur. He was just, he had, he had a club at one point in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, He played in a band, you know, and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. He played baseball, you know, there were always things that he was doing, but I don't know that we knew they were, that that was entrepreneurship. That was just, you know, he was hustling to make it, you know, extra. My dad, always was a provider so mm. there was always extra okay and so um no when when I when I started Cupcake collection I threatened my kids <laughs> you better not tell well nothing about this that's my mom <laughs> <laughs> I will hurt you. Like, you know Just like, better not leave this house, right? And yeah. so they kept it a secret. My mom didn't know that the cupcake collection or even the home that we were living in existed until we got somewhere on it because my mom's my mom's thing was, you know, um, you work at a job and she would have came and picked up her children if had she known uh, that what what we experienced was what what we were going through yeah
0: so let's talk about that okay so at 33 because i too believe that the lord downloaded these three things this podcast into me this did not come from me you know Mm -hmm. i i feel like the desire for to see women of color being in in relationship and unity and support of each other has always been in me but to come up with an idea to start a movement or to interview or to put that into motion did not come from me, you know, and I shared uh-huh. that with you and you said that Christ gave you the cupcake collection. So talk mm-hmm. to me about that and the download of that to you, Mignon, and then the yeah. action after that download came okay. to you.
2: Oh my God. So there's a, I, I grew up on talk radio. Um, whenever we would ride to school with my mom, we were listening to, um, to, to talk radio, mm-hmm. to news talk radio, and I grew up listening to Paul Harvey, Okay, you know, the rest of the yes. story, right? <laughs> and so when I grew up, I kind of raised my children on listening to books on tape and, you know, stories that we find on the radio. And when we moved to Nashville, there was a guy, I was flipping through the channel and the people were screaming, we're dead! And it was like a big old thing, it was a lot of rumble and noise. And I was like, Oh my god I yeah. want that. Yeah. What is what is this? I didn't know what it what it was that they were that they were doing and I wanted that. And so I wanted to find out, you know, what that station was and I I searched for that channel and when I found him I started feverishly listening to him Mm -hmm. and that guy's name was um, Dave Ramsey and he was telling people that they could get out of debt by having a bake sale or a garage Mm -hmm. sale and we had sold everything um, that we had to mm-hmm. kind of get to Nashville. And when I got here, I was like, God, when I get to Nashville, like, I'm not doing the same thing I did before. Like, I, I'm need to and I live in an apartment, and I, I, I need my children to have rooms of their own. And, and so like, I'm just tired of struggling, God. Mm-hmm. And we got to Nashville, and it was the same old thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like living paycheck to paycheck and even less than that because sometimes, you know, that's, um, didn't even, wasn't even, you know, enough. And so, um, I was sitting in the back of my house Fast forward, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a follower of this podcast at this point. I'm doing the baby step plan. Uh-huh. He has this baby steps, these seven baby steps that you do in order to like get financial freedom. And I'm doing the baby step plan. And one of them is to put money in envelopes, um, and and pay everything, the bare necessities of everything, and then put anything extra toward the smallest one so you, you pay it off. And that's how you snowball out of debt. Okay. When I have put all my money in the envelopes, and I haven't even taken care of the first necessity, which are your four walls, which include eating. Right. I haven't fed my family. I only have $5 left. I was in the back of my house. I was in here with no um, electricity Mm -hmm. because we didn't have any. Mm -hmm. At that time, we were living on a generator
1: Mm
2: -hmm. um, because that's what we could do. My husband, like we like to call him, was gone out to to go do work Mm -hmm. in the daytime. And then we would um, get money from those jobs and use that for gas. Mm-hmm. To, to turn on the generator. But so I would stay in the dark in the daytime so that my kids could have normalcy at night when they came home. Yeah. When my neighbor knocked on the door and my neighbor, I had been making cupcakes at this point. Now, all before the cupcake election started, I didn't know how to bake, not even out of a box. I had yeah. every stupid thing that you have to do is taking you from where you are to where it is you're going. Mm-hmm. I told you that I um, went to school to for a biology pre-med I couldn't apply to science 17 years later when I'm trying to do this thing that this man is talking about I realize as my grandmother has given me some semblance of a recipe
1: mm-hmm.
2: oh this is what they were talking about back in college in chemistry mm-hmm. this is chemical reactions this is chemistry 101 right here yeah. I could make cakes out of chemical reactions and so I always want to just make it known i'm not a baker yeah i'm a scientist (laughs) Um, because bakers are a thing that i would only love to be able to achieve you know that i can make all these other kinds of things and what i know how to do is cake that's where i stop
1: right (laughs) and
2: so i was sitting um back there when my neighbor knocked on the door She asked me why I was in the dark. I said, because I'm (laughs) meditating. Duh. Duh. (laughs) And she was like, well, I'll let you get back to what you were doing. But she had come to place an order. She wanted 600 cupcakes for all of her clients. And so she wanted to give them as dozens, like, away to the different people who were her clients. And she said, when you make them, I will pay you. And she said, because I can't give them all out at one time. So as you make them, I'll pay you. Well, you know, sometimes people don't mean like tomorrow or as soon as you hand them the product. Right. All oh. I had was $5. I could go buy something that could turn into some money if she actually did that. But like she said she would, she paid me mm-hmm. that day. I turned that. I took that $5. I took her, her. Gesture or her suggestion, I came in, I closed the door, and I had a real come to Jesus moment. I was like, God, seriously, you give me this opportunity to go and make money when I don't have any. Yeah, God said, I feed birds, and they don't toil or store up in barns. How much more will I give you who looks like me mm-hmm. when the lilies of the fields are here today and gone tomorrow?' What will I do for you? I put my shoes on and I walked around the corner about four or five blocks away it is. And I bought what I could buy with that $5 and turn it into 60 that day. I turned that 60 into 600 by the end of the week. And I've been flipping that same money for the last 12 years to over 5 million cupcakes sold. Mm. I did it with no debt. I did it with no experience in the business. I did it with no knowledge. I did it with no credit. So to this day, the cupcake collection is a debt-free business. The only thing that we that we sort of have debt on is the property itself, and that'll be my next feat that I will work at getting the mortgage knocked out on. Just because I want to gift that in my legacy to the. The little Esther queens that come behind me,
1: yeah I
2: was listening to i was I was reading the Bible one day and I was looking at the story of Esther and how she saved her 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 community yes um and I was looking at how they the the maidens would stay in preparation before they would be brought before the king, that there would be about six months of beautification and things they had to do. And so they had to be prepared to come before a king. And so I started thinking about the little queens that were coming behind me Mm -hmm. that I was, the path for that I wanted to give them something that they could have been in preparation for, yeah. so that when a king presented himself to him, he was to them, they, he was going to have to come correct. Yeah, that he was going to have to be mighty. That someone would have had to be planning for him already, right now, just like somebody is planning for them. And so my goal was to lead this property so that they would begin to have wealth. Transference. Because one of the things that we recognize, you, you mentioned earlier about Black women, is that um, in our community, we don't have a legacy of being able to pass down um, wealth. And my generation is the first generation of African Americans with full access to opportunity. And some would even argue not so. But I have more opportunity than my parents have. Yep. So when you ask me if I come from entrepreneurs, no, I don't. My parents were appalled at the fact that I was doing this. But no, Mignon, we get jobs at companies and we stay there and we're grateful and we do our best and we climb no ladder and we make a name for our family in that way. We don't, we don't do this foolishness of playing business. Yeah. Right? Um, and so... We, my, my generation is called the first generation of African Americans with, with, with full access to opportunity. And then my children's generation being the first generation of African Americans with um, the access to wealth transference outside of a, an insurance policy.
1: Yeah. So,
2: this is the first generation of African Americans that are going to inherit businesses mm-hmm. as a collective. You know, cause this happened, you know, before there are some phenomenons that happened before, you know, small pockets or stretch or whatever, but as a collective, this is the first generation that's going to have wealth transference through businesses and land
1: and land.
0: That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. If you want to find more information about this episode and my guest, go to www.these3-things.com. Go to our podcast page and click on this episode. If you like what you've been hearing today, I encourage you to go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a review and tell me what you loved about this episode. There's so many things that you just said right there that it, that I just think are so profound like the fact that when you started Cupcake Collection, you didn't tell anybody. You yeah. just you did the work. You just did the work, and yeah. uh, I want to speak to that in just a second. And please don't let me forget to come back to that. Okay. But I want to I want to uh, like start from the five dollars to the mm-hmm. first sixty cupcakes to mm-hmm. six hundred cupcakes to a multi million dollar business.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Were you aware? when you were in that moment that God was preparing you for where you are now, Mignon, or were you just, okay, this is a step, this is a daily faith walk for me right now, every day?
2: I just wanted field trip money. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I was always the stay-at-home mom that went to the field trip so that my kids could go for free or so that I could experience it with them and I didn't have the money for it. Yeah. I, I I just was trying to get field trip money because my daughter was graduating from high school. And she was the manager of the basketball team. Okay. <laughs> and I wanted her to be able to do the things that the basketball team was doing. Yeah. I, I was just trying to to have her senior do.
0: So at what point in the process of that did you see this turning to... Okay, Mignon, you have you something good here. good questions. Yeah. You
2: uh, good questions. I know all of these times you're talking about. I was sitting in the bakery, and it finally opened. Um, and my husband called and said, how are things today? And I had only made $17 that day. And I had worked for two years, mm-hmm. like it was a job, every day, mm-hmm. showing up for this bakery before it ever even opened. And um, he asked me how the day was going, so I thought when it opened that people were going to flock to it, and that they all knew it was coming, and they didn't know,
1: yeah,
2: so we told everybody we knew we had a good first day or whatever, but that doesn't carry you right, mm-hmm. and so you need people to keep coming, and your friends can't eat cupcakes every day every
0: day right I mean they
2: might try, but they can't eat cupcakes every day, and so he asked me how the day was going. I was sitting in a chair, and I said Opened my mouth and I got ready to complain. And I said, I only made $17 today. And then I paused and I said, but you know what? God knew that already. And everybody that came, he sent them. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm going to rejoice in the $17 that I just made with the Lord because he knew what he sent me out here to do and what I was doing. And I'm just here because he told me to do this. Yeah. I guess you going to take care of the $17. And let me tell you, at the end of each day, I will put my little tax money aside. Yeah. What I collected for taxes. Yeah. That's a, When I first got started, I hired an accountant day one. Cause <laughs> I wanted to pay Caesar what belonged to him. Cause that's what God tells me to do. That's right. People are trying to avoid taxes and things like that. God says, pay Caesar what belongs to him. So i Happy to be in position to pay my taxes, you know, and to have it to pay. Grateful to God to have it to pay, right? And so I was, I put my little tax money inside and put back what I, you know, sort of spent because I was day to day at that point. I'll buy a little bit, you know, to get me through the day and sometimes have to go back during the middle of the day to get some more stuff. It was there that the pivot happened that the change happened when I stood in gratitude to God for whatever I had Mm -hmm. that's when he started to give me more you said who can be responsible over these little things I will make you responsible over many things yes and that that was that was what happened
0: yeah so you started to see the 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 pivot happen I want to I want to hear about that moment when I got a business. This is this is this is taking off. I want yeah. I want for my listeners to hear that because yeah. it's in between the process of that moment that sometimes we give up because yeah. I only made the $17. How am I going to keep this afloat? And then we start to question God. Did I really hear from you God? Did you really tell <laughs> me to do this? So <laughs> I want for you to speak on that, Mignon, because I want for all of my sisters, and when I say all of my sisters, all of my listeners included in that, to hear about the moment when you identify that, okay, I I hear you, God, I see this, I see where this is going.
2: hmm You know, like I told you first, it was seventeen dollar days, then they became fifty dollar days. And, and how much
0: time $50 passed $50 in between days. that, Mignon? Was it but weeks? This was-
2: This was almost immediate. It was almost immediate. Okay. Um, You know, we're talking weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that doesn't mean that there weren't fallbacks. You know, like when I consistently had a $50 day, that was more than I had ever seen. You know what I mean? All I wanted to do was to help. I didn't know that I was going to become the provider. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to need this because a time was coming in my life where I was going to need somebody that I had been a stay-at-home mom. I was going to need provision. Yeah. That my provider was walking out the door. Mm-hmm. The one that I had known and I was going to have to provide myself. And God has been a greater provider for me than any man has ever been. Yeah. And and so, I, you know, for me, it was, there, uh, there was a line in the bakery. People, we we live about six houses down from a destination restaurant. They would drop off busloads at Monell's up the street yes. for this dining experience mm-hmm. where you eat at a table with strangers and you pass the peas to the left. I mean, you can't order yes. anything. It's all served family style, right. and they have really suffered in COVID down here. This mm-hmm. location hasn't been open the whole since March. Um, it, we had a we had a tornado, and then we had COVID hit all at the same time. But they would drop buffalos down there, and my children on the night before I opened up the bakery came to me with a something behind their back. They were so excited, they couldn't contain themselves. <laughs> and they showed me this pickle jar, and they had decorated a pickle jar, and it said tip. And they said, Mom, we want people to honor you yeah. with their tip, So we made you a tip jar. And I was so emotional mm-hmm. behind that.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: and I said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. If anybody puts any money in these tips, this mm-hmm. tip jar. I will give it to you if you will come and help me after school. Yeah. So my kids worked for tips for years. That's all they made was yeah. the tip money out of tip jar. That began to be known around the neighborhood. And we had neighbors that would stop in just to put money in the tip jar. Mm. And they would say things like, we just want to make sure Xavier goes to college. Xavier is now serving the country as a U.S. Army soldier.
1: Wow. You know,
2: Dylan graduated with a degree and get headed to um, law school. Like he, Dylan wanted to go to school to learn the law so he could come protect his mom in business. He was 15 at the time. Yeah. He's 28 now. Um, and, well, he's about to be 28. And now he's doing that.
1: Yeah.
2: He helps people put money in the tip jar. Because that's what it means that it takes a village. And my village consisted of all kinds of people from all sectors of life who looked like all different kinds of things, who wanted our family to make it. But we were down the street from this restaurant, and Dylan and Xavier would go down there with little flyers that Mm. we made. And Dylan first started out saying, my mom makes the best cupcakes in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It was the best cupcakes in this town? Then it was the best cupcakes in the state. It became the best cupcake in the world. Whatever he had to do to get people down here, people would come down here because these little boys were down there talking about their mom Mm -hmm. and the cake she made. You'd be so full. You couldn't eat anything after you left there, but they would come down here
1: anyway.
2: There was a line in the bakery that they had created. When people were waiting to get in there, they decided to come eat cupcakes, and they would go back and say, oh, wow. And they would come, they were sending people back down here, you know. And so, at this particular day, NES, which is our electric service company, Mm -hmm. they never would drive down the main road. They'd always come down the back alley and cut your lights off. Yeah. And this particular day, they came riding right in front of the bakery glass window, and I panicked, and I screamed out to my ex-husband, and I said, N.E.S. is here. I knew they were going to cut off my lights.
1: Yeah.
2: And he ran to the back, and he said, please, they were getting ready to go up the pole to mm-hmm. cut the lights off. Mm-hmm. My wife has this business. She's got a crowd. She'll be devastated if you cut the lights off. And man was like, listen, I'm just trying to do my job. He was riding along with someone he was training. So even more so, he had to do his job that right. day. And that guy was a believer. And that guy said, there's nothing we can do to help this woman. Can we do anything? hmm They decided to go to the other side of the bridge and cut somebody else's lights off. hmm they would give me about 30 minutes to figure out what I was going to do and they would be back to cut my lights off mm-hmm. if I hadn't paid my bill. Honey, I got $2,000 in that 30 minutes Wow. and I paid the light bill and that was when, that's when it changed. What I learned is that we, we talked about, I love, so at the Cupcake Collection, at the beginning of every day we have Prayer time. So when other companies might have team huddles, we huddle in prayer. Yes. We pray for everybody who's going to come through the door. We pray about our situations. We pray about our orders. We pray about what we're going through.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we were, Shannara, who was our manager, came in one day and she was so excited about, she was reading about the children of Israel and how they were looking back on their exit out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And they were singing this song about God and how he had conquered, you know, and delivered them. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about, How he did a new thing. Mm -hmm. How the children of Israel were standing locked between Pharaoh's army and the Red Sea. Yes, and they were like, "You, you brought us out here, like we gonna drown, gonna die." Mm -hmm. God told them to go forward. They had to. Some accounts say they had to get in the water before the sea party. Mm -hmm. When when we think about it, we think, "Oh, the sea party. Oh, I'm gonna run across." But they had to get. In the water, yeah. some accounts say it was up. They were chest high up in that water, yeah. walking forward, believing God. And so, mm. what what she taught me in that moment is that whatever we expect God to do, He's not going to do, because the Bible says His ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. And as high as the heavens are from the earth, is how far away his thoughts are from ours yeah. we can't ever know the mind of God mm-hmm. but what she thought to me I've been telling anybody who will listen about this God never does it the way that we think he's going to do it because yes. he always does a new thing yes God always does a new thing yeah. so when the children of Israel were standing there they didn't know that he could part to see mm-hmm. they had never seen anything yeah. like this before but in that moment, he parted the sea, and by then they knew that he could part the sea. Yeah. And so, now all these thousands of years later, but, Lord, would you part the sea for me? No, I, that's not <laughs> what I'm going to do. I did that, <laughs> Right. But what I will do is something that you never even imagined I would do yeah. to get you away to walk across your own sea. Yes. And 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 that's the mm. kind of God. That will help you. When when he tells you what to do, he is responsible to tell the bouncer to let you into that party. Yep,
0: With your orange on. Yeah, with your orange
2: on. With your orange on. You know, he, that, that was where things changed for me and I knew. Yeah. But there's no way for you to know what God will do for you if you don't know what the promise is. When I told you that I would come and talk to you today and to your listeners, you only knew because i you knew what I said. Right. That if you called at the time that we appointed, that I would answer or that I would show up and that we would spend time together. You only knew because of what I told you. Right. But you only knew what I said because we talked with one another. Right. Or right. you talked to someone on my team. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing goes with God, you can only come to receive his promises if you know what the promises are. Right. And how do you know what the promises are? You had to have talked to him already. Yeah. You had to have spent time with him to know, no God, you said no good thing you would hold yeah. for me. You right. said no matter what I go through, you would never leave me nor forsake me. You said that nothing shall be impossible for me. You said nothing would be too hard for me. You said that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So no matter what this looks like right now, God, you have to be working it out for my yes, good. Yes, yes. And those are the things that I say back to the Lord, but I only know them because I know what He promised. Because right. I spend time with Him, and that's the, that is the key. Yes. Because the
0: you spend time. The only way to get these
2: things yes. is that you spend time, mm-hmm. and you know what He said, and then you can say them back to Him. It's just like a child. My children knew if I came up on a trip, I'm gonna have a surprise. Yeah. Because they know me. Yep. They have an experience with me. They know what their mother's going to do. And if I told them I'm bringing a surprise, a surprise is coming.
0: Yep. Yep. So good. So, oh, so good. So much in everything that you just said right there. That's just so powerful. that I don't even have to add anything to that, Mignon. That, that is, you know, that is what it is. You Okay, so... You give me so much. It's so hard to know which direction to go with you. So let's go here. So now okay. you have realized that, okay, this thing is taking off. You made 2000 The bills was paid. People are coming in. Word of mouth is picking up. People are, you know, coming in and wanting, you know, to, to do business with you at the okay. Cupcake Collection. Okay. So you're building this business now. Will you share with listeners, as a, as a fresh entrepreneur... Mm -hmm. Some of the early mistakes that you made um, Mm -hmm. that you had to like, okay, I got to switch courses right here. I've got to pivot.
2: I I love this question. I don't think I made any
1: mistakes. (laughs) Because you learned.
2: It's not because I'm perfect. It's because of what I told you before. Everything is necessary. Okay. Fantasia sings a song about it. It was necessary. Mm -hmm. There are no mistakes. Only way there's a mistake is if you had a plan, if you knew the plan from the beginning, but you don't know the plan for your life anyway. Right. So if you had known the plan for your life, you would have known that these things were necessary and part of the the trajectory or the path that you were sent on yeah. to get you from where you are to where it is that you're supposed to go. Now, we get in the middle and we mess things up and sometimes we have to take a detour. Yeah. But always you're supposed to be looking for the lesson that you were sent to learn. Yeah. So I don't think I made any mistakes. If I could, though, give you one, mm-hmm. I would tell people the mistake that I made was thinking that I had to wait for everything to be right. For me to finish the degree, for my children to graduate, for me to have enough money, for me to have credit, for me to get some experience under my belt, none of those things had to happen. All it had to be was that God said it was so, and I had to move when he said it was time. Mm -hmm. And I think that I made the mistake of thinking I had to have big commercial refrigerators and, you know, all these mixers and things. I opened my business with a dorm size refrigerator and a KitchenAid mixer and a little mini oven that held two racks of pans. That's what would pass code. Yeah. And that's what I could afford. And it held my ingredients and it kept them to temperature. Mm-hmm. And that worked. Yeah. The rest of it came with time. Mm-hmm. I was able to buy those things with cash. You know, yeah. I, the first commercial refrigerator I bought, we drove to Memphis to pick it up. The man told us that it wasn't working. But we were getting it for $400, mm-hmm. and that was something that, you know, my ex-husband could work on and fix. So he drove four hours away from here to go pick it up and mm-hmm. brought it home and plugged it in, and the thing worked. And the thing worked all the way to I just transferred it to open my New Orleans store <laughs> with it. And when I got <laughs> enough money to buy them another, another refrigerator, because I told you, we're Jeffrey, we work on yes.
1: our cash. Well,
2: yes. we sent it out to start somebody else on starting their business
0: that's beautiful
2: the refrigerator that didn't work
0: mm. still working from nashville <laughs> from nashville to new orleans and then on still working. yeah
2: doing a new work now
0: mm-hmm. being a um is she telling us time
1: yeah. Oh, okay. Tell her, listen,
0: we. Get, I need another hour. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, being a black business owner, talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that, and being a woman, and uh, just the experience with that. Because, like I said, you know, obviously this is a podcast for women of color. I did share mm-hmm. with you, everyone listens, and everyone is welcome, genuinely welcome. Yeah. But just some of the experiences that you've had being a black business owner, what has that been like? You know, we all tend to think that maybe it's harder than what we, you know, imagine that it is. Speak to that, please.
2: For me, it's never been about that. I, I believe that God loves me more than anybody else, and there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that he can love you just the same. And That's I think right. that whatever my struggles have been, they have been simply because of discipline and self-control. I don't think anything else has hindered me in any way. Um, I think that everything has been an opportunity for me to learn and for me to grow. I just show up fully as who I am. And people have been loving. The more natural I can be, the bigger that I can get this fro, the more joy it brings to the people who I do business with. Mm. You know, the more that I can show up with, tennis shoes on and a dress was like the more that I can be authentically me Mm. the more that flavor is infused into whatever it is that I do and I love the colorful you know way that I get to put my spin on everything I think you know the thing that I have joy in being a woman of color is that a path was forged for me in pain a path was forged for me through toil And though you may never know the names of those women who came before me, who were very good at what they did, Mm -hmm. who left their families to go take care of other families, who knew how to manage a process because I have to leave my children at home while I go take care of these children. That's who my grandmothers were. Yes. Um, They were amazing bakers and the women who they came from. My sisters and I recently made a pilgrimage back to Terrio, Louisiana, which is our maiden name and where um, our family landed on a plantation. And we were standing in the middle of the plantation on a sugar cane field at a four-way stop sign being in all the glory of who we all have become, knowing that those women's names who came from that plantation will be known because you will taste what we created. You may not know their names, but you will definitely know mine. And it will be something worth remembering. And the fact that I get to walk a mile you know, on the path that they forged for me in the shoes that I feel because they were here makes it all worth whatever I've had to do to get there. And yeah. so now I'm passing it on. Mm-hmm. I've been teaching my sister how to do, we call her the cupcake queen junior okay. and she <laughs> runs the location in new Orleans yeah. where I've given her what I've learned yeah. and now they're taking it and they're forging it as they've, you know, continue the legacy, and our goal is to pass it on in this way. You know, to continue to help other people who look like me yeah. um, to be to be able to to be able to fish. You know, yeah. it's just like we want to be a lighthouse in the community to show other people what good business looks like and to light the way for other entrepreneurs so that they also know what they can do if they believe. And I think we're getting a chance to do that every day. Living it out loud with a lot of joy.
0: With a lot of joy. And I see it. It's all over you. Just joy. Just when you popped on the screen, you can't help but smile because you just, you know, (laughs) the presence of it all um, okay I have two questions left so tell Tonisha I, I, I have two questions left and then I, I'm, I'm going to let Mignon go um, okay. okay second to last question you mentioned okay. earlier that the first thing that you did was you got an accountant because you wanted to render to Caesar what is due Caesar okay let's talk about key people on your team when you're starting a brand that you could share with my listeners about you will need these people to help you get this yeah. thing off the all ground right.
2: This is who you're going to need to help. You're going to need a mama. If you don't have one that births you, you need one who loves you like one. You need a mama to take care of your children, to go run your errands, to do the things that you can't do, to give you wisdom, knowledge, understanding.
1: Mm-hmm. You need
2: a mama on your team. That My mom has been our administrator. I told you she started out as a secretary, retired as an executive. She's a smart woman yes. and knows how corporations run. Um, She also was a babysitter. Mm -hmm. She also was, you know, she's also been a bookkeeper. She also has been a dinner maker. She also has been, you know, a research assistant. Whatever I needed, my mama has been. And so you need a mama on your team. The other thing I think you need is a child. And, you know, the Bible says that a little child will lead them. Some of the greatest decisions that I have made have been at the hands of children. And those children have grown up with me here at this business. I started it for the children, and now the children are telling me which way to go. Yeah. There's so much I wouldn't know what to do if it not been for these children there's one of them who telling me right now uh i gotta go because Time's you gotta up. go to your next you know next thing and so while they may be very much adults now in their own right they still are my children yeah. um who who help me to be better and i think those are two key people that you need yes, on, your, on team. your
0: team last question have you accomplished all that you've set out to do mignon or is there more
2: oh my gosh, I only wanted filtered money.
0: <laughs>
2: you know? So, so this is truly
0: icing, huh? This is all so icing. Yeah, this,
2: this has been so much more than I've asked for, but in the midst of it. I told God that if he would make me successful, I would tell anybody who would listen about what they could do if they believed. Mm -hmm. And so my new mission has been to be a lighthouse. Mm -hmm. One thing that dawned on me as I was having our worship time this morning is that a lighthouse has a light that's shining on the inside Mm -hmm. that's so bright that other people can be led by it. But that light on the inside also has to um, illuminate the space on the inside of the lighthouse for the people who are working the lighthouse on the inside. So I just want to be a place that the people who work here can land, a place where they can build from. We want to be a, I want to be a ladder holder.
1: Mm -hmm. I want to
2: stand at the base of the ladder so that the rest of them can climb in safety to become whatever it is that God placed in them for them to produce. And I just want to be a place where producers are made. Yeah, and so that's what I'm doing now and and what I want to be I want to continue to grow the cupcake collection in ways that other people can find their voice and their opportunity to be entrepreneurs my my girls in New Orleans are doing it with sweat equity yeah I've offered them this opportunity and they're working for ownership now yeah. and so they have a piece of uh, you know of the pie too um, but that, that's that's the greatest thing that I just want to be I want to be a witness to what you can do if you believe and so whatever that ends up shaking out to be I'm yeah, here for it because yeah. I know that everything that's happening is because I have what it takes to get it done that's right that's and that's what I want people to know you are capable
0: mm, well said Thank you for your time. This has been a pleasure. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> Listen, Tonisha, she's wise because she needed somebody to give me all I this. Have
2: a part
0: two. Okay. <laughs> we do me need did. a part two. Cause it's just so much that I just really, you know, want to talk to you about, Mignon. You are a light. I love, I love everything about you. And everybody who met oh, me God. said that there's like, you need to talk to Mignon. <laughs> and now I see oh, why you have oh. inspired me you are going to inspire so many women who listen to this and just people in general. And your light is shining. Know that your light is shining. And I thank God that you are paying it forward. You make me proud to call myself a woman of color um, yes. and just proud to even have a conversation and know you. So I, I bless you. I bless continue. I send continued blessings on your business and everyone who is around you. And thank you so much for this. Cause you didn't thank know you. me from cat, dog, mouse, but you was like, you
1: know what? Like, <laughs>
0: If y'all like her, I'll talk to her. So, yes, yes. yeah, So I so appreciate Thank you so that. Much. Blessings Thank to you, my you so sister. Much. Thank you. I received so it. much. Back to you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And Tanisha, you was great too. <laughs> you could have gave me fifteen more minutes, but that's all right. I will let you slide. <laughs> for almost a century, Scared Bennett Center's historic Gothic campus has been a choice location for dream weddings in Nashville. Consistently rated one of Music City's best places to get married by The Knot, Wedding Wire and Toast of Nashville, Skerritt-Bennett Center offers three timeless venues for your wedding. A 20 person elopement chapel, a 300 person wedding chapel, and a breathtaking garden. From rehearsal to reception, Scarrett bennett Center is ready to help you create the intimate historic wedding of your dreams. Visit our website, at scarrettbennett.org forward slash weddings for more information. Hey, this is Sharana Reeves and I am back. And I hope you enjoyed this awesome, encouraging interview with Mignon Francois. And now it's time for these three things. Number one, in the flow. Reflecting back on my conversation with Mignon, I thought about her final words to me that she was only trying to make field trip money. I thought about how she started her business at 33, how she endured a divorce, became a single parent, and at one time needed government assistance. What I didn't see or hear from Mignon was that she ever tried to control the situations in her life. Through all of it, she remained thankful, disciplined, and obedient to the direction the flow of her life was taking her. It was in the flow that the ideas came. It was in the thankfulness that her first order of 600 cupcakes knocked on her door. It was in her obedience that she took her last $5 to buy what she needed to start the order, and from that, a multi million dollar business was birthed. When we try to control every outcome, it's hard to be in the flow of life. When we try to control, even discipline can be overdone and obedience can be questioned. What I took from this interview is that it's in the flow that we grow. When I give up my need to control and choose to accept situations as they are with a thankful heart, staying disciplined with what I've been given to do and move obediently as the flow, aka God, directs me, all things are working for my good. Queens, let's all learn to let go and live in the flow. Number two, the one mistake. How many times have you had a dream or a vision for your life, but doubted your ability to really achieve it because you didn't believe you have enough? Enough money, enough education, enough support, enough knowledge. Well, After we've processed all of those self-defeating thoughts, we've talked ourselves out of that wonderful idea or vision God has given us. I asked Mignon to share with me what mistakes she made in the beginning of building the Cupcake Collection. The one mistake Mignon believed that she made was thinking that she had to wait for everything to be right, when in reality, all she had to do was believe and move. Our commitment to entrepreneurship and the vision begins the moment we take what we already have in our hands and use it. Mignon opened her business with a dorm-sized refrigerator, one mixer, and a mini oven. And in two years, there were lines waiting to buy her cupcakes. And an empire began. To all of my dreamers, Those of you with great ideas, God-given ideas, what's the one mistake that's been stopping you? Number three, risk and reward. Webster defines an entrepreneur as an individual who creates a new business bearing most of the financial risk and enjoying most of their rewards. Have you ever been sitting at your desk at work or working on your job and thought, I can do better than what this company is doing? Have you ever thought on your way to work in the morning? I continue to take my talents to this job every morning, making peanuts compared to what I'm helping them make. Okay, well let's recognize In both of these questions, there's something that your employer chose to take on, and that's the risk of building a business. And you showing up every day bringing your talents to establish success is their reward. With the most meager equipment and beginnings, Mignon took the risk and believed that she could make a living using her understanding of chemistry to make cupcakes. Was the risk easy? (laughs) Heck no. You heard Mignon share moments of $17 days, power bill shutoff notices, and more. But here's the thing. Mignon's work ethic, belief, and continuing to move turned a risk into major rewards. Now let's talk about rewards. There is no reward without risk. But here's something to consider. Who will work harder for you than you? The efforts that you've given to those you work for, how much more effort would you give working for yourself? You've worked overtime for them. Surely you would do much more to grow your own business. Queens, I know you can do it. Go ahead. Take the risk. And get ready for the rewards. That's it for this episode of These Three Things with Mignon Francois on entrepreneurship. Tune in next week for a new episode of These Three Things podcast. And remember, you can listen to These Three Things podcast on these four major platforms. Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. See you next week.